this truck has naughty words. Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Okay guys, today is a, another pregnancy blog, which is going to be fun. I had so many people view the last blog and comment and reach out with messages and give just the most incredible feedback that I decided I'd do another little one for you guys to kind of explain a little bit further because last time I touched on that we had some medical complications this pregnancy. So this video, I just want to kind of explain and touch on that a little bit, mostly because when I was going through these things, I didn't really know a lot. I didn't expect that they would happen to me. Like literally did not expect in a million years that the things that were happening to me in this pregnancy were going to happen. Um, and I was just kind of totally fell like a fish out of water, a duck out of water, whatever that phrase is. So I went on and started trying to reach out online and research things and read blogs and watch YouTube videos about the things I was experiencing and it really helped. So I'm hoping that by sharing this with you all, um, I might be able to help someone who's going through something similar. So two topics I want to touch on this pregnancy because I talked about my supposed infertility and how shocked we were to find out we were pregnant in the last video. This video I want to share about um, gestational diabetes, which I got diagnosed with this time around at 15 weeks. I got diagnosed. Yay. Um, and I also want to talk about um, the two big bleeds that I had. So we actually thought we had lost the baby um, and it was a pretty horrific 48 hours um, thinking that we'd lost the baby. Um, I've had a miscarriage before, but it was a lot earlier in pregnancy and it was very different. Like I thought it was a period. So the kind of the emotional trauma around it was just a little bit different to this time. This time it was the most horrific thing I've ever experienced. Um, and of course the gestational diabetes as well. So when I, we found out we were pregnant at eight weeks, eight weeks. Yeah. Um, maybe it was nine. I think it was closer to nine. It was like eight and six or something like that at nine weeks. Um, and then at 12 weeks, I was staying at my mother's with my sister and the kids. And we were just kind of having like a girl's weekend. It was really nice. Um, and I woke up in the morning, went, called my husband cause we always talk in the morning and just felt this like this feeling and I was like, oh, what? Like, it feels like I just got my period, but I, I'm pregnant. I can't get my period. So I got off the phone with my husband. I went into the toilet at my mom's house and looked down and bright red blood. 
everywhere. So I'll put a graphic warning before I upload this as a podcast and YouTube. But so there's bright red blood everywhere. I never expected that to happen to me to lose a baby like that. And it's just crazy because you know the statistics are one in three. And I'd experienced one previously, even though it was different, that I just never honestly, it didn't even cross my mind. I was so shocked um, to see that. And like, I wasn't an, I wasn't an idiot. So I was like, oh my God, I know what this means. The baby's gone. Um, and so I yelled out from my mom and I'm like, mom, can you just go and get Sean? My sister's a midwife. So I was really lucky in that aspect. She was staying um, at my mom's as well. And she just walked in and I showed her and I was, I don't think I was crying at that point, but I think I was kind of like working up to it. Um, and she just looked at me and said, Sean, we need to go to the hospital. So we quickly, cause, <laughs> um, like I didn't have any sanitary. My mum's gone through menopause. No one had anything. So we kind of figured something out really quickly. Um, I was starting to cry. Okay. It was starting to kind of hit me, hit me that we'd lost the baby or I thought we'd lost the baby. Um, and I just jumped in the car and we just, we left and we drove to the hospital and it was kind of on the drive to the hospital. I started to cry and it really started to hit me what was happening and I could still feel myself bleeding. And it was just like, there's no, it can't, it can't happen to me. It can't. Like I know it happens to one in three women. I know it happens to pretty much everyone and no one talks about it, but it can't be happening to me. Um, and it was just, it's this really, really like, no, no, it can't be happening to me. But at the same point, logically knowing, okay, you're not meant to bleed that much when you're pregnant. Yes. Spotting I've had in my other pregnancies, but not bright red clotted lots of blood. So by the time we got to the hospital, I was full on bawling ridiculous. Um, and I've never, like, it takes me a lot to cry. I think it took about seven years in our relationship for me to cry in front of my husband because I just don't cry. I'm not, I don't cry at funerals. I just don't cry. Um, and this was the most broken I have ever been or ever felt. I still hadn't called my husband, by the way. I just kind of wanted to figure out what was happening before I called him. Um, we got to the hospital in the emergency, couldn't find any staff. So my sister just like took over, went into full midwife mode and went and hunted down some staff that were eating in a back lunchroom. So the fact there was no one there even like paying attention to their emergency department was really disgusting, <laughs> if you ask me. I'm like full on losing it. Oh, that's my diabetes alarm. Let's just stop that for now and I'll check in a minute. Um, so we went in and saw the nurse and she's like, yeah, that sounds like exactly what's happening. Um, but she didn't say much more. She's like, there's nothing else we can do. It's just, you, you know, you're going to lose the baby. You're going to pass the baby. Um, and if the bleeding gets, oh, he's kicking. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you're still here, peanut. Um, but the hospital even said, so, you know, baby's gone. We can't do a scan or anything. You just have to wait a couple of days and just monitor your bleeding and then go and have a scan done to make sure it's all gone. So that was when it's like, okay. I've lost the baby. I was still bleeding. I was still passing clots. My sister was trying to be really positive and she's like, you never know. Heaps of women bleed early in pregnancy. And I've, cause she's a midwife. She's like, I've delivered their babies. They've made it to full term. Um, but I was just at that highly logical, just like, don't be ridiculous. Statistically, I don't stand a chance here. So, um, we stopped in at Woolies. I called my husband while she went in to get some more sanitary for me. Cause I was still bleeding quite heavily. 
I called my husband and it was just the most heart-wrenching conversation I've ever had. I couldn't even I couldn't even get the words out. I was crying that hard to say I lost the baby. Uh, sorry, it's the worst conversation of my life. <sighs> Telling Aaron I'd lost the baby and hearing him, his soul just break on the phone. Um, it was, that was really, really horrible. And we just sat there and cried on the phone and didn't even say anything for like 10 minutes. Um, you know, got back to my mum's, cried some more. I was still bleeding quite heavily, had a shower, um, just laid down. I was just feeling really, really weak as well. Like I think emotionally and physically it, it takes it out of you. Um, and yeah, it was a really, really horrific day. My in-laws brought my husband up so he could drive our car back because I wasn't really feeling up to driving. And we didn't kind of say anything to the kids yet, just that mummy wasn't feeling well. Um, I was still bleeding quite a lot. And then the next day it started to slow down. Um, but I was in full acceptance mode. I'm just like, we lost our baby. Like I had a miscarriage. There's nothing I can do. And just trying to take care of my body and rest and stuff. Um, so because the hospital I'd went to is a small country hospital, they didn't have access or availability to having a scan done or a Doppler check, which is actually now we looked back and found out that they, that hospital actually delivers babies. So we have issued a formal complaint to that hospital saying, you know, the, the treatment there, even though my baby might be fine now, that treatment was not okay. Um, you know, weren't giving any information, no pamphlets, no number to call, no information about what was happening with me, no, nothing to expect, no follow-up, zero. So I'm not going to um, share the name of the hospital here, but we have taken that up officially with the hospital as well. Um, what happened then? Just adjusting my ring light. <laughs> um, so the next day I had to go to my local GP and ask them to, and I kind of explained what happened. They're like, yeah, you've lost the baby. I was like, okay, I just need a scan to know that, you know, there's no heartbeat. I just, I needed to know that. Um, you know, I've been through a miscarriage before that was so early. We never even really saw the baby. And this time I, by this point I'd already had a scan and was starting to get really excited. So I'm like, I want, we need a, I just need to know 100% that it's not there. Um, so they booked us in, uh, we were really lucky, our local Benson's, Benson's in Nuremberg was, they'd only opened a couple of days earlier and they were beyond amazing. The staff was so helpful. They got us in that afternoon, um, like rushed us through. It was great. We got in there. I'd like fully accepted at this point there was going to be nothing. I'd kind of like been prepping myself to see nothing, to see no heartbeat. And then we got in there, laid down. She put the ultrasound jelly on. I'm like still bowling a little bit. Aaron's holding my hand. He's really upset too. And then there's our baby wriggling with the strongest little heartbeat ever. Perfectly fine. And <laughs> I obviously burst into tears again. Like I've never cried so much in my life. Burst into tears again. And just couldn't hold it together. I was so like so relieved to see the heartbeat. She's like, it's so strong. Your baby's fine. We um like we can't really explain the bleeding. And then so she checked everything over, checked baby, baby, totally fine. It was the weirdest experience, the most emotional. And I feel like, and this is what I said to my business coach, I said, I feel like I don't deserve to be so emotional about this or so traumatized by it because my baby's actually okay. But then 
she reminded me that, you know, whether what whatever the outcome is of the situation, the trauma is still real. Like all the emotions you experience for 48 hours, I thought my baby was gone. That still happened and that's still real. And because my baby's there, it doesn't discount the way that I felt and the way that I was treated either. So sometimes I, I do feel like a bit of a fraud talking about this, but, you know, maybe there's another mum out there going through the same thing and I want her to know that she's not alone either. So baby was totally fine. Obviously now I'm 17 weeks pregnant. Baby's still there, still has the strongest little heartbeat. It's so fucking wriggly. It almost hurts already. Um, but yeah, our baby boy's fine. So they did identify on the scan that I had that there was a small like pocket of just random blood, but then my cervix was closed and everything else was as it should be. It was just, there was this random blood patch in there. So once I knew that I've still had a couple of bleeds, nothing as major as the first one, but a couple of times I've woken up in the morning or, um, you know, even, even as recent as a week ago, I was staying in this, pardon me, mm. Uh, oh, reflux. Um, I was staying in the city with my mum, woke up and was bleeding again, the same thing. But now it's knowing, okay, there's just this random little bit of blood there that is just slowly making its way out. They don't know why, but baby's okay. So it's definitely given me a lot more anxiety, this pregnancy. Like when I had Eric and Holly... I didn't, it, the thought of losing the baby didn't even cross my mind. And I know that sounds so fucking ignorant and stupid and naive, but I literally never even thought about it whatsoever. But this time with this baby having the bleeding, that was just like a whole nother level of panic and anxiety. And I'm like, I do find myself constantly checking for movements because I can, I've been able to feel baby since about 12 weeks actually a bit earlier than that but so I'm constantly finding myself checking for movements and you know panicking about losing the baby now and um, I've decided not to get one of those home Doppler <laughs> machines because I feel like I would just have it permanently attached to myself so I definitely would say I'm a little bit more paranoid this time round not in my abilities to be an awesome mum because I've raised two pretty rad little humans um, and you know labor is something I know I can get through so not anxious in that aspect, but definitely just more paranoid about those random uncontrollable things like miscarriage. I think this time, like when I first had the kids, I didn't know anyone else that was pregnant at the time. I was 19 and my other friends were just like at uni and going out to town and getting written off drunk, living on people's sofas, like no one else around me was pregnant. But in the last couple of years, everyone's pregnant and the amount of people having miscarriages and, you know, losing babies really far along in their pregnancy. Like even in the last six months, we've had friends lose their babies at 20, 27, 39 weeks. It's just made me so much, oh, there's something in my eye, so much more paranoid this time. So I'm really trying to keep that in check, keep my anxiety in check. Um, the hospital I'm delivering through did recently give me the option to have some counseling as well so I am going to take them up on that even though I have a therapist and a business coach and a spiritual coach and everything else I just think you know you can never have too much support in these type of situations and I've been lucky as well this is probably the time in my life where I had to just fully surrender to being a little bit vulnerable 
which I'm not normally very good at doing. But going through that, I really had to lean on my husband, my family, my in-laws. They were beyond amazing. Um, My sister-in-laws, my sister, my close friends around me. um, It was it was really, really, really horrific thing. And I've I've been in this situation where I'm forced to finally accept help and open up and be a little bit more vulnerable. And yeah, it was actually, it was a very weird experience for me surrendering because I'm normally so independent and I don't really show that softer side of myself. So to have to do that, be in a situation where I'm really forced to, it, um, it's been interesting. So I know I was going to talk about the gestational diabetes as well, but I actually think I'm going to save that for another podcast or YouTube because I've already been talking for nearly 15 minutes about the miscarriages. Well, it's not even a miscarriage, but the, what are they calling it? Like an incomplete miscarriage? I don't really know. I don't understand the terminology. But um, I bled. We thought we lost the baby. The doctors, the hospital, everyone said that we'd lost the baby. And it turned out our little boy is totally fine and healthy and happy and wriggly. It also helped in one way because, as I explained in the last video, we were so shocked about finding out we were pregnant. We weren't sure if we wanted another baby. Actually, we were pretty sure we didn't want another baby. And then it's almost like this experience, the fact we were so, so devastated, so devastated at losing the baby showed us how much we actually really did want him and we really did want to have another baby. And in that, um, in those couple of days where we thought we'd lost him, it was like the conversation was like, okay, so how, how soon can we start trying again? It was like we couldn't imagine life now without without this little life we were creating so yeah but he's fine he's good now I do still occasionally have bleeds I've said that it will just probably continue to happening I'm having some extra monitoring with the gestational diabetes anyway um and the support team at the hospital has been beyond amazing the hospital that I'm delivering at not the hospital I had to go to emergency at they were fucking awful so yes, we have lodged a formal complaint and we will take that further to make sure that that happens to, that that doesn't ever happen to another woman again when she goes there in the same type of situation I did. But yeah, I hope this hasn't been too emotional. I hope if you're watching this and you have experienced a miscarriage, a complete miscarriage, um, I hope you haven't felt like I'm devaluing your experience because my baby's still okay. I was really concerned about sharing this because I didn't want to feel like I was um, taking away from someone else's experience or that I didn't feel have the right to share. But at the end of the day, this is my experience. And just because, you know, the outcome is, is different doesn't mean that the trauma and the emotions were any different at all. Um, like I said, I've, I've lost a baby before. It was a lot earlier, but it was, it was a completely different experience this time. Um, yeah so I'm very thankful I'm very glad I'm very blessed that my baby is still here my little peanut is still there 17 weeks wriggling kicking giving me fucking shit reflux but it's kind of like as well even with all the crappiness this pregnancy has brought and the gestational diabetes which I'll talk about in another video um all of the bad stuff that's happening 
it's like I, I just have to take it because I'm so lucky and I was kind of I remember begging with the universe I'll do anything I will do anything for this baby to be okay um and he is so now I just gotta do whatever it takes with a smile um because at the end of the day he'll be okay so yeah thank you very much for listening don't forget to like and subscribe and if you've gone through the same thing or gone through something similar or you just want to share please reach out send me a message and um if you are going through something or you have gone through something I'm sending you so much love and the biggest biggest hug right now If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish. To check out more of the Sexy Selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies, head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com. It's totally free and it's jam packed with hours and hours of content for you. Thank you so much for being here with me today on The Sexy Selfish Show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I'm sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing the link and you could literally change someone's life. Remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.